What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. We've got some breaking news. Um, Jeff Bezos has just announced he will be stepping down as the CEO of Amazon. This totally caught me by surprise. I was just, I'm actually feeling a little sick, just got my Rona test and on the way on, I got home and I just read Twitter and I was like, oh my God, um, this just happened. So the news is about 30 minutes old. I'm gonna go through everything I know, give you my thoughts and sort of fresh take on this. This is a huge news. If you had asked me just a week or two ago what I thought the chances were of Jeff Bezos announcing he would be leaving Amazon uh, or stepping down as CEO, I would have, he's not leaving, but he, stepping down as CEO, I would have said like one or 2% that he steps down this year or next year. Um, and that has happened. So, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos, one of the richest people in the world, runs Amazon, one of the world's largest companies that we all use for shipping. This has a lot of implications on so many different levels. Tesla, self-driving cars, Amazon. Anyway, we'll get to all that. First, I want to just give you the, you know, exact information, what we know here. Amazon uh, was reporting their Q4 2020 earnings and annual earnings today after the close. Included in that press release, here is what uh, the official statement is from Amazon. Amazon is also announcing today that Jeff Bezos will transition to the role of executive chair in the third quarter of 2021, and Andy Jassy will become CEO, chief executive officer at that time. So Q3 2021. Amazon, um, and th then they have this quote, Amazon is what it is because of invention. We do crazy things together and then make them normal. We pioneered customer reviews, one-click, personalized recommendations, Prime's insanely fast shipping, just walkout shopping, the Climate Pledge, Kindle, Alexa, Marketplace, Infrastructure Cloud, uh, infrastructure cloud computing, career choice, and much more, said Jeff Bezos, Amazon founder and CEO. If you do it right, a few years after a surprising invention, the new thing has become normal. People yawn. That yawn is the greatest compliment any inventor can receive. When you look at our financial results, what you are actually seeing is the long-run cumulative results of invention. Right now, I see Amazon at its most inventive ever, making it an optimal time for the transition. So a uh, little bit of recapping, little sentimental Bezos there, but basically he doesn't talk. I mean, the details details here are very, very thin, uh, but the official move is Q3 2021. He's moving on to executive chairman. Um, so that basically is kind of what these sort of founder CEO types do when they retire. Like they're still the chairman of the board. So you have the, the board of directors, who's actually the CEO's boss. Um, then the chairman of that board sits on top, leading that board of directors. So still very involved in the long-term vision and strategy of the company, um, but just not in the day-to-day -day operations anymore. I think that is a huge fundamental and structural change. One of my biggest lenses that I always look through an in investment is owner operations operator, founder. That's the biggest box I want to check for any company I invest in. I just think if you're going to be a world-changing, game-changing, innovative company, at least doing the hard part and innovating and getting to that level, you need someone who's invested, whose give a shit factor is off the charts because it's their own baby and their life's work in it and they own it and they're going to get super rich if they do it. That's what Jeff Bezos had. That's why he took this from a bookstore to one of the world's largest companies. They launched AWS. They expanded into the everything store. I mean, that hunger and then just that constant, relentless innovation um, was all driven from at the top level by Jeff Bezos. And so I think him leaving is an, an undeniable culture shift and has got to have a big impact. Um, Andy Jassy, let me just Google quickly. So Andy Jassy here looking at his Wikipedia, 53 years old, Harvard MBA. He was the CEO of AWS, which we all know has, has dominated. He was actually joined Amazon in 1997. Um, in 2003, was part of the 57 team, uh, or he founded AWS with a team of 57 people. Um, he was promoted to SVP and to CEO of AWS um, in April of 2016. So he's definitely one of the higher ups at Amazon. Um, I will say this is a lot better than them bringing in an outside CEO. Like Andy Jassy's probably been getting groomed for this for years. Bezos has probably gotten him ready for this. Um, so I think this may 
makes, you know, this would make me feel a lot better as a shareholder is that you have someone like Jassy coming in, who is a longtime executive, who's hopefully going to keep as much of that relentless, um, innovative DNA at the company. Um, but I still think, you know, there's something about this that has just really caught me by surprise. Jassy's still 53. I think it's great to have that sort of young age. Bezos, um, triple checking his age now, only 57 years old. I would have thought he had, you know, 20 years left in his business prime to run Amazon. Now I want to add a little more color to this. I read a tweet from Teddy Schiefler. Um, I have no idea who this is, but he, uh, oh, he writes for Recode. So a journalist, apparently he got a uh, letter to Amazon employees from Bezos. So I'll just read that to y'all. Fellow Amazonians, I'm excited to announce that this Q3, I'll transition to executive chair of the Amazon board and Andy Jassy will become CEO. In the exec chair role, I intend to focus my energies and attention on new products, early initiatives, and early initiatives. Andy is well-known inside the company and has been at Amazon almost as long as I have. He will be an outstanding leader and has my full confidence. The journey began some 27 years ago. Amazon was only an idea and it had no name. The question I was asked most frequently at the time was, what's the internet? Blessedly, I haven't had to explain that in a long time or long while. Today, we employ 1.3 million talented, dedicated people, serve hundreds of millions of customers and businesses, and are widely recognized as one of the most successful companies in the world. How did that happen? Invention. Invention is at the root of our success. We've done crazy things together and then made them normal. We pioneered customer reviews, one-click, personalized recommendations, primes, insanely fast shipping, just walk out shopping, the Climate Pledge, Kindle, Alexa, Marketplace, infrastructure, cloud computing, career choice, and much more. If you get it right, a few years after a surprising invention, that new thing has become normal. People yawn, and that yawn is the greatest compliment an inventor can receive. I don't, so he used the same quote as in the PR there, and then he goes on, he continues, I don't know of another company with an invention track record as good as Amazon's, and I believe we are at our most inventive right now. I hope you're as proud of our inventiveness that I am. I think you should be. As Amazon becomes large, we decided to use our scale and scope to lead on important social issues. Two high-impact examples are $15 minimum wage and the Climate Pledge. In both cases, we staked our leadership positions and then asked others to come along with us. In both cases, it's working. Other large companies are coming our way. I hope you're proud of that as well. I find my work meaningful and fun. I get to work with the smartest and most talented, most ingenious teammates. When the times have been good, you've been humble. When the times have been tough, you've been strong and supportive, and we've made each other laugh. It is a joy to work on this team. As much as I still tap dance into the office, I'm excited about this transition. Millions of customers depend on us for our service, and more than a million employees depend on us for their livelihoods. Being the CEO of Amazon is a deep responsibility, and it's consuming. When you have responsibilities like that, it's hard to pay attention on anything else. As exec exec chair, I will stay engaged in important Amazon initiatives, but also have the time and energy I need to focus on the day one fund, the Bezos Earth Fund, and Blue Origin, the Washington Post, and my other passions. I've never had more energy, and this isn't about retiring. I'm super passionate about the impact I think these organizations can have. So... There you go. I mean, pretty deep moment. Um, You know, I talk a lot about uh, Bezos on the channel, kind of joking. Uh, You know, obviously, I'm a big fan of Elon Musk. They kind of have a rivalry. But, you know, deep down, I have a huge, huge respect for Bezos, uh, one of the most all-time great entrepreneurs um, that has ever lived. I mean, Amazon, the amount of wealth they created, the amount of jobs they've created. I mean, I'm in Seattle right now. The amount of boom, you know, people always make fun of Amazon here in Seattle because everyone's an Amazonian um, and they changed the whole whole city. But I think net net, they were huge positive for the city. They brought, like he said, 1.3 million jobs created. I mean, an engine of the American economy. Everybody, I, I mean, I think Amazon's so, like one story that I always say, Amazon, oh, they're just getting people their packages faster. is making the world worse. Like, you know, everything I have in my studio, I bought on Amazon. I started my YouTube channel with all this equipment that I bought on Amazon that I could read reviews on that came to me quickly, that handled my payments securely, that, you know, was customer service, had my back when I needed it. Like, 
Um, I think Amazon, because it's so big and widespread and ubiquitous and we yawn at the innovation, sometimes doesn't get the respect it deserves at how incredible of a company it is. They just offered the US government to help with vaccine logistics. Um, so I think Amazon, uh, I just kind of want to take a moment to just kind of, you know, give Bezos props and say one of the greats is, is he says he's not retiring, but he kind of is from Amazon um, because he is truly one of the greats. They're going to be studying this for, for years and years to come. I mean, Amazon in so many ways set the tone as the first company to put a uh, cat, uh, long-term vision really over corporate profits. They focused on operating cash flow and then CapEx. They totally changed how companies communicated their financials. They stopped the focus on the PE ratio. They invested every single dollar they had in excess cash flow into growing even bigger and faster. I think that is a playbook that Tesla's followed to a T even more extremely and that I wouldn't have think been the norm or accepted in financial markets if it hadn't been for Amazon. So they are a pioneer in so many different levels and ways of operating a business. I mean, they exploited one of the largest tax arbitrages in history by not operating at a profit and therefore you know, while all their, uh, you know, competitors like Walmart are paying huge operating or, uh, you know, net profits and taxes and then dividends, they didn't have those. They decided to reinvest in growth. That was a huge arbitrage, um, financial arbitrage their entire business model had for years. You had Bezos at the helm. I mean, they were also defining this category as like, oh, they're just a book company. They're just a bookstore. Uh, you know, that's all Amazon is. They sell books online. That's a niche. That's not that big. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think we hear that's that analogy of them going vertical by vertical, expanding, uh, building the back end for their website, and then turning that into the AWS business, I guess, which Andy Jassy had a big part of. I mean, Amazon closed today at a $1.7 trillion market cap, $3,380 per share. Uh, they did over $120 billion in revenue last quarter. For the year, they almost did $400 billion in revenue. Uh, their growth has been astronomical and incredible. They did a record $153 billion in gross profit, uh, You know, $23 billion in operating income. That The company is hugely profitable. They're still growing quickly. AWS is the backbone of all of the internet. I mean, in many ways, Amazon has never been in a more secure position, but I want to highlight something that Jeff Bezos said in this letter. He says, I don't know of another company with an invention track record as good as Amazon's, and I believe we are the most inventive right now. I hope you're as proud of our inventiveness as I am. I think you should be. And this to me is fascinating because what I think, you know, kind of tragically or not, is Amazon is at peak inventiveness. You know, people are saying like, yeah, look at Apple after Steve Jobs passed. Tim Cook's done great. He didn't need to invent anything. Yes, but the innovation at Apple has stalled. The inventiveness at Apple has declined. Yes, they're still milking the cash flow of the inventions and cumulative inventions, just like Bezos said, but of Steve Jobs with the iPhone, they're still milking those. They may last another decades or two, but are they at the cutting edge of what's next with Spectacles and Neuralink and that kind of stuff? I don't know. I see the pace of innovation. There's no way it can sustain itself without that founder, owner, operator to helm. I think I might be a little bit too sort of sour on this because Andy Jassy uh, appears to be, you know, as close as you could get to Bezos with a, as much of that DNA of inventiveness. Um, but I do, part of me just thinks we are at peak inventiveness. And you got to think about Andy Jassy. He also has the same incentive structure as Bezos, started from the bottom, has been working there for 30 years. Like how much work does, or 20 whatever years, you know, maybe he's close to burning out too. You know, maybe his relentless innovation, staying at the office every night to put in that extra work to come up with a new trillion dollar business won't be there. I don't know. So I just think, um, this is, I, you know, I'm kind of a student of the game right now. We got to watch how this all unfolds, but this is going to be an incredibly fascinating case study. I, you know, 
um, I guess, you know, obviously I, I feel like I'm trying to like balance like a sort of like funeral for Bezos's CEO ship at Amazon with, you know, actually analyzing the company. But, you know, I obviously Tesla is my biggest investment. Elon and Jeff Bezos have this beef. We've seen, you know, I just made my episode about Amazon's autonomy strategy, what I think they're doing, uh, investing in Rivian. Um, oh, and they did that as part of the climate pledge. I do want to give them a shout out for the climate pledge because as much as the climate pledge is lame, like I do think it was dope to see a huge company like Amazon put a thing out called the Climate Pledge, probably a lot more PR than actual action, but I don't know. I was always a fan of that, and they're rebuilding the key arena here in Seattle, the Kraken, the new hockey team's going to play there. It's called the Climate Pledge Arena. Like, I don't know. I kind of like that they're giving that awareness. But anyway, so as part of that, they invested in Rivian. Um, they invested in Aurora Innovations. They just bought Zooks. I mean, to me, this I thought this would have been a pet project of Bezos or someone inside the company, and this was the super high priority is to do this autonomous car thing. Um, and I still think it is for the company, but I don't know. I just thought Bezos would have wanted to see that through. That was the big rivalry of him and Musk. Was this was gonna, you know, this competition was gonna come to a head with the RoboTaxi, with Zooks, with Tesla Network, with them trying to get their own autonomous network with Rivian. But now I just feel like the oomph and you know my belief in the successfulness of Rivian has gone down. The belief in my my conviction and how well Zooks is gonna do has gone down. Like I almost think of those as more like Waymo esque kind of attachments to Amazon as a whole, not some exciting new growth thing we should be pumped about. Um, so I think that. You know, it. I don't know. I'm just trying to be honest right now. But like my the the future trajectory I see in my head of all these companies that Amazon was dealing with in the autonomy space is declining. And I know that that's probably a stretch, but for some reason I just uh yeah that's where I'm at right now. I mean, if I'm a Tesla from my te strictly Tesla perspective, I think this is huge. I mean, the, I think Tesla with what they're doing with the semi truck. I mean, everything that Amazon ships around us is running burning fossil fuels. They're like they need to buy electric. That's why they ordered 100,000 trucks from a company called Rivian that had never even built a truck and barely existed because they were so stubborn, didn't want to buy it from Tesla. But I think Tesla, just on their last conference call, said they're going to do a delivery van. Um, I think that's huge, huge potential. And um, you know, now I think Tesla, with an autonomous delivery van, with the autonomous semi-truck um, and the autonomous freight network, I think Tesla is, in many ways, has ownership of the technology um, and this hardware that's going to be a key asset for enabling the logistics network of the future, which right now Amazon operates. So, I don't know. I'm going to be really fascinated to learn more about this. And I, you know, if I was if I was on the ground asking to try and get more information about this, it's it's like what was uh, Jeff Bezos's day to day operations look like? You know, heading into this, was he already kind of sliding out? And then how are those transitioning to Andy Jassy? Is it just Andy Jassy or is it other people? You know, how does the? I think the most important thing when you have a company that gets too big or just anything with the company is you need leadership. You need someone who is undeniably the head of the company who steers the ship and I don't know to me that's just so important for the vision and to get over all these short-term noise and to really think long term and do the right thing and I just think that's harder when you're kind of a moved in CEO and it's not your baby and you're not the founder and so that's the one thing I would worry about I don't know I I'm still processing this entire thing I would love to know what y'all think in the comments below you know Amazon's still one of the biggest companies in the world still an incredibly bright future still an amazing business to own but at some point the pace of innovation has to have gotten checked by Bezos um, and if you believe that he was instrumental in the company's success and getting it to where it is today, then I think you have to admit to yourself that the company won't be exactly as great as it was without him. That being said, Andy Jassy, CEO of AWS, founded AWS in 2003, started working at Amazon in 97. Um, if there was anybody that should take over the company, it's this guy. And I think if he would have been, if, you know, out of all the CEOs in the world they could choose, that would give me the highest confidence in Amazon going forward. I mean, Elon, obviously they couldn't, no, but uh, no, this this was like the top choice. And so, um, yeah. Anyway, let me know what you think in the comments below. This is Hyper Change. I'll see y'all next time. Bezos out. Peace.